You're listening to Am I the Boldcast, the only podcast about Magic the Gathering. Uh, 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 oh, actually, I'm being told right now that there are very many of them. There are. Couldn't be possible. I'm your host, Mike Carroza, also known as uh, Mark Carbonza. And uh, I will say that uh, I'll do that bit until I get in trouble. Shout out to Saffron Olive. This is my way of not getting in trouble is by shouting him out. Please don't hate me for it. I just think it's pretty fun. Probably better known as Mark Carbonza. And I am the author of the column, Am I the Bolus, over at Commander's Herald. Joined in studio across our two countries and different different homes. Uh, we have our my my dear co-host, the the brew brain himself, author of the how they brew it column at commandersherald.com, games freak SA, probably better known as Michael Solani. Hi, Michael. How are you? Uh I'm doing pretty well, actually. I decided to take you up on that thing where you're saying we're in different countries i've decided to split my house across both the illinois and the missouri side of st louis so now we're in at least five different states that's very fun and very cool and i love that you put so much effort into that but oh my god that sounds like a nightmare also joining us from across the world is our producer morgan sanchez hi morgan howdy and how do you do I'm doing good. My pencil is getting smaller and smaller the longer I transcribe everything the both of you say. Oh, well, are you taking this down? How about this? I'm it's it's all there. Oh boy. Smaller and smaller. Do you use bigger letters the louder I get? You have to capitalize the important parts. You got it. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is uh I'll tell you what. I've been playing a lot of commander. I've seen a lot of decks recently, uh, and I have been tempted by Unfinity. I'll tell you what. I saw DK, Finder of the Lost, I believe is the name of the character, and Myra the Magnificent, and I thought, I've been trying to build a Grixis deck, and I want it to be silly, so if it's already going to be so silly, I might as well try to build it with unofficial partners and partners that people will be like, I don't know, man, maybe maybe so we're talking about attraction decks we're talking about two legends that have nothing to do with each other they share one color one theme and i want to build it let me have some fun with it michael what do you think about rule zero what do you think about decks that take advantage of this conversation that we have at the beginning of edh games because edh isn't just a game mike it's a lifestyle there we go Anyway, I think that rule zero decks are pretty fun. You know, you can always whip out something that's wacky, uh, really fun, has all the old unset cards that are kind of problematic now. Uh huh. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back in that file and find out what's been going on. I particularly like the ones with the name that go around the border entirely. Mm hmm. Because reading the card explains the card, but I want to pretend <laughs> to be illiterate. Mm-hmm. And of course, when we talk about rule zero decks, ostensibly what we're talking about are illegal decks, decks that are not officially recognized as legal in the commander format. And so you, what you have to do is have a chat at the beginning of the uh, the game with your pod and say, hey, I have this deck. It's technically not legal, and I would like to play it this way so morgan have you ever come across any rule zero decks any decks with uh non-legal commander cards in him 
I'm willing to play against any commander deck as long as I can use my beer bottle caps as tokens. So the definition of rules changes. Okay. Well, that's pretty fun. I can dig behind that. Do you also, what if you're drinking cans? Do you want to use the tabs too? You could just put the whole thing on there. Okay. So a whole can. So that'd be a construct. And then the tabs themselves could be thopters. Okay. I think we're dealing with an artifact deck here. Morgan, do you even play EDH or is this just an excuse for you to drink? Most of the time, I don't play Commander. (laughs) Most of the time, I also drink. Huh. Well, that's a puzzle of a sentence. Do I hear the phone lines ringing? Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Okay, I guess we got a caller then. Let's take it over to that caller right now. Welcome back to Am I the Boldcast, the podcast where you friggin' ask me a question and I go, yeah, you're probably the bad guy here, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm your host, Mike Carosa, probably better known as Mark Carbonza. Again, sorry, Seth. I'm not going to keep doing that. I might keep doing it, but I'm probably... Look, you know what? No promises. It's, you know what? The podcast world, it's the Wild West. We got a Wild West set coming. You, you deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But also, Seth, I'm so sorry. Uh, This week, we've got ourselves... We got a caller on the line. Caller, who are you? Tell us where you're from, who you at. Uh, Hi, hello. My name is Dan Sheehan, and I'm calling from Los Angeles. Los Angeles' own Dan Sheehan. Dan Sheehan of the Commander Sphere and Pie Break Podcast. Welcome to Am I the Bullcast? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, we, we our heat wave just broke here in LA, so I'm not melting in uh, in my office, which is a nice, nice change of pace. Uh, yeah, nice. it's been good. Things are looking up for old Danny boy. Dan, let me ask you something. You, so Commander Sphere is no more, but you have a new exciting podcast happening right now that I'm thrilled about considering the upcoming interviews and, and such. Could tell the audience a bit of what you're doing over at Pie Break. What's what's yeah. this show for you? So Pie Break is a show about the color pie. Uh, the color pie is my favorite part of magic. It's what's drawn me to magic. Like I'm very much like a story, lore, and flavor-forward player. Um, and I've always loved the color pie as a, a tool for storytelling and a tool for like philosophical discussion as a writer i found it to be tremendously useful just sometimes being like all right like who is this character what do they want like where do they fall in the color pie yeah um, i think it's it's incredibly useful um and so i wanted to make a show that took the color pie out of magic and into the, sort of the rest of the world some folks who used to listen to commander sphere may uh notice some similarity to our old identity crisis episodes whereas with right. those we would like We'd take a color, we'd be like, all right, this week we're doing Boros, and we would figure out a bunch of stuff that's Boros. I always loved those episodes. They were so fun to do. and then They were so, so fun to listen to. Kept it informative and made it a game. It was awesome. Yeah, it was it was it always worked really well because I would be, you know, like the I'd be like reading through all of Morrow's articles about stuff, and then me and Rachel <laughs> would be like riffing about just like uh she would come up with these um categories lists of like different right. just random <laughs> objects and things. And so yeah. That was those episodes were basically like, let's find a color and find all the stuff that's that color. And this show is kind of a flip on that, where it's like each week a guest comes on and we talk about something they love outside of magic and we figure out what color that stuff is. That's fun. 
Yeah, it's been a real blast to record. Uh, it, it debuts in October, and then we'll be running uh, consistently through at least February. I've banked a lot of episodes for this because it's. I usually don't have this much Hot time on my hands. Damn. Yeah, I really when I fixate on something on I a just, weekly like, schedule, you got that many. Oh, it'll be. This will be twice a twice a month. So sometimes three times a month. It's like every other week. You've yeah. been busy. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> I've been a busy man. Yeah, as it turns out, this this strike really made me go like, oh, I gotta I gotta find another thing to do, or I'm just doing my day job all the time, and that uh, I I gotta do something other than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The day job part of things is a little bit like uh, if that's all I'm doing, then what's it all for? Yeah, you get it. It's like you yeah. know, and writing and comedy. It's like if you don't like. Day jobs are great because it keeps the lights on. But if you don't have another thing going on, you're just like, oh, boy, what's it? What's it for? What am I doing these emails for? But you know what else? I'm just remembering, speaking of writing, you've also written for Watsy for the story of of, uh, of Magic. Your uh, your squeeze story was yeah. one of my favorites. Thank you. That was It's one of my favorite things I've ever written. It like came together so nicely. I, it's like while I was putting it together, I was like very lost on it for like a solid month. And then... Uh-huh. I think I was like I was focusing too much on like my own like little nostalgic favorite pieces and stuff. And then I just like had one (laughs) night where I just like dove deep on like I was just like, let's just like peel everything else away and like focus on the character here. And like from there, it just really I really love where it landed and I've been very happy with it. And I was so happy to see that like the small but vocal hive of fans was so into it. Let's actually, you know what? I here's the fun part about doing a podcast with just like a friend of yours is that we're just hanging out, but then also there's a yeah. there's a reason that I have to have you on the podcast, and there's a whole <laughs> there's yeah. a whole. Oh, buddy, yeah. I know this dance well. I keep doing this on Pie Break, where I'm like, oh wait, we're doing uh, a show that has a theme. I had one where we forgot to do the oh, color. No, pie people are theme. gonna listen to this, and we're just. Yeah, I like the fun old art. The invasion had really cool stuff going on. I love torment so much. Oh, wait a second, are you are you a, a mean person when you play the game? You know, so uh, <laughs> Daniel, are you a mean person when you play the game? <laughs> That's how I'm going to ask the question now. I I don't think I'm a mean person. If anything, I think my biggest problem in Commander as a player is like this bone deep fear of confrontation that interesting is probably a result of i don't know i, I was baptized catholic and i'm midwestern right so back i just at you baby yeah it's just you know like they, i just don't want to make anybody's day worse and so like oh, yeah. somebody will be i'll know that they're doing some shit over there and i'll just be like well they're having fun yeah isn't that what we're here for they're having a nice time uh-huh. and so like i I leave a lot of wins on the table because I don't want to make my friends sad. Oh yeah. And then, uh, so, so I think that's my main problem is because like no one's extending that courtesy to me. Like when I, when I assemble my nonsense, like someone's like, Oh yeah, I should probably put a stop to that. That's just how the game is played. I think that's why I like playing with you is that I I've done that. I do that too. I like doing that. I think if there's one thing I do, in game that frustrates people it's probably that if someone is doing something wild and goofy and i see it as like sufficiently earned or whatever i'm always gonna let it happen yeah yeah like, well, that's that's it i don't really mess with counter spells to begin with so yeah but if i do have one and you're doing something silly come on come on what's life for if not for the bit it's like so it's it's kind of like trying to build a sandcastle where you're like you're building a sandcastle while the tide's coming in like that is yeah. commander yeah and so it's like 
you know, the first sandcastle you build is like really fun and tall and like it has the little thatching and stuff like, it, you know, maybe <laughs> you, you get to really pack it into that bucket so that it has a pattern on yeah. it. It looks nice. And so it's like every time those waves come in, you have to hastily rebuild. And the sandcastle is always like a little worse every single time. So for every cool win con, you stop like the whatever comes after it. It's a higher chance that it's going to be something boring. So I'm never going to like you know, stand in the way uh, of someone doing exactly something cool. And so what, what do we, do you have a story for this, this, uh, this week or do you have uh or a pet peeve that you'd want to discuss? So I, I think the thing I do do that actually like can frustrate people I play with a lot is I like, I, I staunchly believe that the rules of commander were meant to be broken specifically with, who you choose as your commander. So I build a lot of rule zero decks. All right. Okay. And so I think if there's one thing I do where I sometimes feel like a bad guy, it's that I will show up with like a fully built rule zero deck and be like, can <laughs> I play this deck? And I, I'll always say like, I'll always be like, like, you know, feel free to like, right. tell me no, feel free to, but, but I'm not one of those guys who's like, Oh, and I'll just swap out the commander for this other commander. Cause I'm like, no, I built right. it. For this like either i play it as i want it or i'll play something else and like i i always make it clear that i can play something else but then there's kind of that no matter how much you say that people always can tell you want to play it and so they're like am i going to disappoint my fair, friend right now fair. or you know and so it's like i have these like the latest ones have been i've been tweeting about uh -huh. this one non-stop but there was a, a gavin very unknown event card called gen confider of ages which is basically year of printing right, which matters. is very silly I have every card in the deck. Uh, the deck has like two to three cards from every year in Magic's history, and I have them labeled with stickers to show <laughs> like in very clear print like what year it is from so that it's easy to track and easy for people. Like I've, I've gone out of my way to make sure it is a deck that is not right. like sneakily getting out of hand because I also believe that like a Rule Zero deck should lose way Absolutely. more than it wins. Yeah, if a Rule Zero deck is winning a ton, then you just broke the rules to dunk on your friends, and that's not fun. I just want to do interesting stuff and so with gen it's like basically it's a primal surge deck without primal surge where it's like almost entirely permanence and i'm just trying to like i'm playing cascade spells and per, you know spells that vomit up permanence to get as many on the battlefield as possible because gen gets plus one plus one for each one and if gen hits 30 because it was a celebration of magic 30 and when he attacks then you win the game so i'm trying to actually get 30 permanence from 30 different years onto the battlefield yeah, it's like a that's a ton of permanence, especially one thing I saw is someone was like, oh, well, if you make this a lands deck, it's actually not that hard. And I was like, well, that's why exactly. it can't be a lands deck yeah. or else it's just cheating. Like so easy to get 30 Where's the lands fun on in that. Battle Where's the fun? But yeah, between that and then I built a deck around. Hold on a second. I'm not, I'm not done with this. Real quick. I just want to. I, I think it's funny. Oh, Firewall, that, yeah. You're saying Gen, and I'm thinking I thought it was Gen for Gen Con because didn't this happen at Gen Con? It probably is Gen. It did Gen happen at Gen Con. Con. It probably Fighter is Gen. I said, That's what I thought. Yeah. No, it probably is that. Like, especially like given the name of the convention, it's hard for me to like read it yeah, as yeah, Gen yeah. without a J. But I think that's almost certainly so. how it's that's, read. That 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 just stuck with me for a quick sec. And you said Obsidian, uh, Fireheart. Oh yeah. Um, so this this card's kind of infamous because it has flavor text. It has reminder text that's basically flavor text, <laughs> where it puts a blaze counter on a land. Uh, and then for as long as that land has a blaze counter on it at the beginning of your upkeep, uh, the land deals it's one damage to uh, yeah. the owner of the land. 
Uh, and the reminder, the infamous reminder text is the land continues to burn after Obsidian Fire Maw has left the battlefield. That's great. That's and very fun. The funky part, right? Doesn't yeah, that rule? It does. And the funky part of it is it stays even if you're eliminated. Like right. the counter remains. Yeah. And so like the point of the deck is basically just to like throw down a bunch of blaze counters and then get myself killed so that I can have (laughs) like a lasting effect on the game. So it's like, (laughs) this is fun using like treasonous ogre effects to like throw down as many blaze counters as I can because each land can only have one. So it's not like you can do like an infinite mana combo or something like that. And it's still no, as long as it has, um, no, they don't stack. It has. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so it's like you can put more than one on there, but it only it only has like the one damage per land. And so, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's sort of like throwing a Descent to Avernus out there where everyone's just like taking damage and it yeah. accelerates Descent the of Avernus, also great card. People should be running more. Get more games oh. in, a, in a night. Why don't you? <laughs> but yeah, so I build a lot of decks like this and I, I, you know, I can't stop myself from like actually putting them together, you know, beyond just making them a theoretical exercise and like taking them to commander night. So is your, is your, your question more or less like, am I, am I the bolus for being the guy who shows up with rule zero decks without a backup for that deck, backup commander for that deck, but with other decks to propose? Yeah. Like the, I, I guess that's the real question is like, am, am I the bolus for asking to play these decks? Like, you know, like obviously I have other decks. I'm not like coming in like, being like, this is the deck. This is all I got, or I'm leaving. Like, you Dan know, Dan is like, miming a, a gun to his head. We'll, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're not uh, for the folks at home. And uh, <laughs> somebody take the soundboard away from me. I swear to God. Oh no! Give him a second soundboard. It's louder. <laughs> I'm the devil on your shoulder, man. And I'm telling you, that soundboard needs a hundred more sounds, uh, a thousand sounds, buddy. I've got the Price Is Right theme song on here. I could just play that and, and get us into a lot of trouble. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess that's my question is, you know, am I am I the bullish for bringing those decks, asking to play those decks and it is interesting for hoping that people consider them. I love. So, you know, you know me like here's the thing to the to the listeners. We are friends. <laughs> like, yeah. So Dan, Dan and I were pals. So we're in the same like group chat discord together where I'll see these lists and be like. I'd love to play against this, right? Because it's it is like within a trusted group, and and it's somebody whose intentions I know, and somebody that that I I know his whole deal is I'm going for the fun of it. I love this game. Here's my way of having a love letter to the fun times that I can see happening. Like I I love when you when you send us a deck list because I'm like, what's this gonna be? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost gotten to a point where I'm a little disappointed when you just pick a regular commander. Like it, it, yeah, you've you've sent us enough rule zero lists where I'm like, huh, you're interested in Ariette of the Charmed Apple? Okay, <laughs> it did feel weirdly straightforward. I think I needed her after building that Gen deck, where I was yeah. just like, I was just like, oh yeah, I've been I've been thumbing through print years for like eight hours. I just need something that it's like like I can build it real fast. Auras like, go, yeah, yeah, you know, some something cheap, easy, and fun. See, I think that the the question of whether or not you're the bolus here is it comes down to something that's very subtle and cultural, 
which is you mentioned this grew up catholic grew up in the midwest i'm canadian i grew up catholic although i i'm the first to say that i'm extremely confrontational almost too much like i need to i need to calm down but i'd say that like there there is an element of showing up to an lgs being like look i have five decks with me two of them are rule zero decks these are the decks here's what they do here's what they're all about i'm i'm not making any concession on those decks if if we're playing and you give me the thumbs up i'm going with those decks and i really want to play those decks but if you say no I still have decks I enjoy. We will play that. And so ultimately, it does already set up this element of if you say no, I'm not getting the experience that I I want out of this. And so already yeah. there's like a there's a guilting thing happening, especially within our cultures of the Midwest and the Canadian thing. I get like guilt for the guilt where I'll be like, I know, like, I know no matter how much right. I stress that I'm not going to be mad if they say no, I know that they can tell right. I want to play this. And so it feels like just by creating them at all, I'm creating this like sort of ne like potential negative right. situation, which is why I typically like, you know, I bring them mostly around friends, but like at cons and stuff. There is always this element of like yeah, but here's here's the thing about cons. And, you know. So this is a, this is another element. Like we're t I'm I'm bringing this question to only LGS. Like we're gonna come back to that in a sec. But I'm thinking like cons and stuff. Not for nothing, Dan. You you you've got like you you got a quantity to you in the in the in the sphere. So people that are coming to hang out and play with you at cons, they'll know who you are to an extent, or at least they'll they'll really know who you are, and you'll know you'll 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 have that. Um, added element of trust and play that comes from being a magic content creator with some uh, so of some note and has like some sort of like a you know like a like a reputation. You know what I mean? Your reputation is especially coming off of Commander Sphere has been you and Rachel were both the silliest of sillies, just doing like a magic yeah. podcast that's primarily comedy, right? Like that's not something that the magic podcasting world had. Uh, and so, you know, if you have your fans and people that know you, like if you're showing up to a con and they know who you are, they'll be like, well, of course, Dan is going to have a rule zero deck. What's this one all about? Oh, you want to hurt us after we've killed you? All right, let's do that. Versus showing up to an LGS. Let's say you're on a little uh, a little jaunt to Nebraska and you find yourself at an LGS out in Nebraska and you've got your four decks or whatever. And you're like, hey, gang, anybody here listen to podcasts? And they'll be like, hell no. And you'll be like, sick, dude. Um, OK, you guys familiar with rule zero? And they're like, yes. And you tell them, I've got these four decks, two of which are not legal commander decks because of the commander exclusively here are the themes if that sounds fun to you i would very much like the permission to play against you with these decks and if not i have my other decks you're putting that decision on them and it does kind of feel like a bit of a like a bit of a, a pressure to put on somebody does it make you a villain though i don't think so I think offering offering a new experience to a group of people that can be at once entertaining and at once eye-opening is just something that I think this game is all about. You know, whether it comes in the form of showing up at a game and finding out that like you can oh you can this synergy works with this. The first time I saw Mangara of Karandor I think that's the the first edition. Yeah, so Mangara of Corridor is tap, and that's the cost, just tap. And the ability is, 
Exile Mangara and Target Permanent. The first time I saw that, I was like, well, okay, this is a one-time use. That's not going to be very good. All right, whatever. First time I saw somebody use that with an untap ability and then bounce or flicker Mangara to keep it and just keep doing it, I was like, that's allowed? That's crazy, you know? <laughs> so that same feeling is what I get from hearing you be like, man, this card that doesn't really technically exist, I want to play with it. Or like this this command, this this yeah. card that's not a legendary creature should be, it's unique enough that I think we should try it out. Yeah, it has the gravitas of a legendary creature. It's, it definitely does. And I think it's beautiful to come to the table and be like, do you guys mind? And people be like, sure. And you're like, that's that's allowed? Um, I think I think we gotta we gotta end it there. I guess is there anything that you want to leave folks with, listeners uh, who who are gonna check out Pie Break when that comes out? Do you have a date set for that? Uh, yeah, the first Pie Break will be coming out on the third of October, and it's not one you're gonna want to miss. We've got a very cool guest for that. Okay. Um, and then it will come out. Uh, there will be another one the week after that, and then it'll be every other week from there. And now, is it already available on? Uh, does is there already an RSS feed that you can kind of subscribe to? That's the great thing. If you were already subscribed to Commander Sphere, it will be on the same feed. Awesome. But yeah, the 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 feed is out there now, and I believe um, it is still under Commander Sphere for at time of recording. But probably by the time you hear this, it will have been converted to Pie Break. Yeah, very likely it's already Pie Break, and you're ready to go. So make sure you subscribe and check that out. Uh, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate you being on here. Of course, and, man. Uh, call in anytime. Give us a shout if you <laughs> if yeah. you feel like talking about something else. Uh, you're more than welcome to. That does it for us. Uh, Am I the bowl cast for this chat? Uh, It's time to kick it over to uh, Michael Solani and see what he's got cooking up. Thank you once again to our guest, our caller, Dan Sheehan, formerly of Commander Sphere Podcast and now High break. So be sure to check out High Break Podcast by Dan Sheehan. A lot of cool guests coming up. He told me them privately, and you're gonna want to listen up, folks. You're gonna want to listen up. That was a great conversation, but I think we need to distill it down. Morgan, can you break this one down for us? Dan wants to know: Am I the bolus for strongly requesting to play a rule zero deck? Okay. Strongly requesting, insisting, if you will. But not. <laughs> I don't know that. It, okay. So here's the thing. I would agree with insisting if all he brought were the rule zero decks. The The way it's presented is you've got five decks and you've got three decks that are legal commander decks that don't require a rule zero permission to play. But two decks that are led by play test cards or heroes of the realm commanders or illegal partners or something along those lines and saying i have these three decks that you can choose from but i really would like to play one of these decks and i don't have a backup commander for it which a lot of people do have for these kinds of decks and saying i don't have a backup commander and i don't want to play this deck with any other commander but the one that i have for it it's a yes or no cut and dry do you feel comfortable playing against this deck i would really like to play this deck now That's why I'm saying strongly requests, because 
strongly requesting is kind of like you're saying you really want it and you're not really giving an out beyond the other decks that you brought with you and frankly you're perfectly happy playing these decks you're perfectly happy playing any of the legal decks you've constructed otherwise you wouldn't have them right so you really want to play the rule zero decks but you have decks that you're happy playing people aren't necessarily being pressured to the extent of like okay, I'm going to have to pick a Rule Zero deck. However, I can see how some folks who are not comfortable with saying no to somebody's joy would, would, would feel in that situation. Solani, what do you think? Talk to me, buddy. I have to imagine this is what, it's, what it feels like to be a vegan trying to suggest a restaurant to all your friends, right? Because you're like, Oh, I really want to go here. It's my thing. You know, like I can go to these other places. They have a salad. Salads suck. No one likes them, especially if they're filled with kale. But like if you're offering these other options and they have the option to choose it, you might not be as happy as if you had your tofu fiesta. I don't know. I live right next to a vegan restaurant and I still don't know what it what it entails. You should have one of those locked and loaded. Yeah. But like. As long as there's the option, I don't think you can possibly be the bolus, right? That's a fair take. That's a fair take. Morgan, do you want to? Is it time to take to a vote? What do you think? It's. I think it's time we take it to a vote, Mike. Okay, so let's tell the folks at home what our system is here. Uh, well, in order to make things fair and equitable between myself and Solani, we each get one vote as to whether or not Dan Sheehan is the bolus. One vote per. One yes. vote per. So two yes. total points. We don't get to share a vote. Right. So it's one vote each. Right. Okay. With Karota having three votes, ah. just in case of any potential tiebreakers. Got it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That does make sense. Okay. Morgan, how do you feel? How are you voting? Is Dan Sheehan the bolus? He's the bolus. You He's think the bolus so? Because if, if you've got five decks and mm-hmm. you have three rule zero decks and two non, you know you know someone there is going to be burnt. Someone's going to be upset. Someone's going to say no. And you have a backup for it because you know someone's going to say no. You know someone's not going to want to do it. It sounds a bit bolusy to me. Okay, well, that's one way to interpret that. I feel like it's kind of like you're bringing it because there are some people who don't like to play the, the, the illegal commander decks. That's what I feel like, right? Michael, how do you feel about it? Is he the bolus? I don't think he can be the bolus. He he has alternatives. He's got alternative options. Mm-hmm. The only person that he's being a bolus to is himself because he's setting himself up for these high expectations, these lofty goals. Uh-huh. And he's just going to get crushed again and again. It's like going on Tinder. It's like, ugh. who needs it? Uh, I'm having a hard time with this one. I won't lie to you because I think. I think while it is fun to present a deck like this to a table and and a lot of them have been fun to play against. And, you know, oftentimes in my experience, you sit down with a group of people, they're off, they're, they're open to something like this. They're open to like a new experience and a new deck like that. So I, I, I think that it's it's less likely that that he can be the bolus in this situation. But I think the way he went about it is a bit like tapping into the being too polite the societal uh you know uh element of like well i would i i don't want to i don't want to say no to you 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 truly you definitely want to play this uh, i guess i'll let you play this now the decks you described do feel underpowered and are definitely decks that 
you know, I, I, I would be curious enough to see an action, but that's me. Some people don't like playing against cards that aren't legal in their format. And that's fair. So is Dan the bolus? I think, I think yes, but only the teensy tiniest bit, maybe. Oh, but I also think no. Okay. So I'm going to vote. I'm going to split my vote. I'm going to split my points. My vote counts for three, but I'm going to say yes, no. And then my last vote is maybe so. Uh, And so that'll do it. Is Dan she in the bolus? I don't know. You decide. Be honest with me. Was that a lazy out? Was that was that too lazy? Okay, he's the bolus. I want to. Ah! Uh, that's that's the whole point. <laughs> okay, well, fine. He's the bo- whatever. Dan, forgive me. You're I, you the bolus. You can't vote for the green party in this hypothetical have... <laughs> voting scenario we have okay, here. You got to pick one right. or the other. Okay, I, what? It has to be non-unanimous. We have to fight about it. We have to have like a different opinion about it and just make it awful so that it just never. You're the one making the decision. That's, that's and I all am it, making the decision. Yeah, like. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm saying I don't know what to decide, and I'm saying you know what, audience. He, okay, fine. I decided you're the bolus. Anyway, I think that'll call the episode. Wait, that, wait, 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 wait. What? What? Hold on. Okay. Before we go, what? I have one thing I want to bring up. This has been on my mind for maybe the past six or seven years. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more good green mana rocks. <laughs> okay. I mean, think about it. Every green deck, what do you have? You've got Rampant Growth. You've got Cultivate. You've got Kadama's Reach. You've got Sakura Tribe Elder. You've got Forest. All these things that you put in your deck that add lands to the battlefield, right? And it makes it better because you don't really see lands getting blown up at all. They just kind of come in and it's like, well, I guess they're there forever. Unless you're playing against Clothis's, I'm going to blow up all your lands, Typel. No, there need to be good green mana rocks that have the downside of being an artifact that can just be blown up. But they have a reason to be there, you know? Because otherwise it's like, you look at at Simic Signet. No one plays Simic Signet. It's just (laughs) terrible. Especially because it's really hard to say. Have you ever tried saying Simic Signet out loud? It's hard. Simic Signet. Speak for Sim- yourself. Simic Simic Sig- I'm having a hard time. What do, what do you guys what do you guys think? Should there be more, let's say three mana, three three mana value rocks, make green with some sort of upside? Should there be more of those? I guess the Great Henge doesn't count because it costs two. Am I right? It is it is fun that the only green mana rock I could think of is the Great Henge. And I guess Moss Diamond, but I uh I don't know what would the utility be for green mana rocks? Why would we want them? I don't know, maybe it has an enters the battlefield effect like it causes one of your creatures to fight another creature. Oh, that'd be fun. Or you know, something like that. And I'm not talking about like mana dorks here because we've already got like a ton of those. And the reason that those are popular is because they're really cheap, right? Because Land of War, mm-hmm. Land of War Elves is one mana. You get a green, you're off to the races. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about more mid-range type artifacts with upside, like we've seen with Cursed Mirror or like we've seen with Wand mm-hmm. of the World Soul or Crowded the black Crypt. one that makes decayed zombies, that That's sort of thing. So... What would greens look like? And why would it be on a mana rock instead of just a sorcery that 
gets you a land and does something else. Because if you're saying an artifact that enters a battlefield and fight, like makes a creature you control fight another creature you don't control, then that's like a cool idea. But that's just you can you can play a fight spell that has a, a basic land fetch on it, probably somewhere in the in the vastness of Magic: The Gathering. Because having it be in an artifact is a downside. It blow you could blow it up. Oh yeah, I definitely think we should have more downsides for green, but we're at a point where green is saturated with lands coming to play. So do we have another frame of re- like what do we think about land destruction being more regular? I don't know. What do you think about the the artifacts idea of Morgan? Let's start there. I think that you should be if you're not playing Simic Signet, you should be in blue and green anyway and be playing Memnarch as your commander with Land of War Elves. I don't think you can use Memnark to make Llanowar Elves an artifact, and that would be your mana rock. Isn't Memnark mono blue? Memnark is mono blue. This is a rule zero situation. Oh, of course. I understand now. We needed that clarification. Definitely. I'd say, I don't know. I don't know that we need more artifacts. I don't think uh, I, I, I think it'd be great for the game if we got them. But they'd have to be pretty powerful to replace Rampant Growth and Kadama's Reach and Cultivate and all those cards that already fetch lands to play. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to balance out a color that is kind of untouchable in the way that it ramps. Because if uh, Vandal Blast hits the the, the stack and I'm a blue-black player, that means I'm set back to the Stone Age. But if I'm the white-green player, I'm just fine, you know? So I, I guess it would be nice, but I don't know if we can go back to a point where that's even possible in EDH, given the the card pool being all cards of all time, save for a couple banned ones. So I'm not sure what would be what would be an artifact that makes you want to play it in green as like a mana rock. Well, this is just off the top of my head, but let's say it costs green, green. Okay. It taps for green. Yes. Uh, let's also add two life on top of it. Uh-huh. And whenever a creature enters the battlefield, let's mm. say you get a counter on it and you draw a card. Okay, that'd be great. What if it tapped for green green instead? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good mana rock for green. It would have to be... It would have to be legendary, of course. I feel like that would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it should cost three. It feels like it should pray maybe cost three. Anyway, I think that takes us to the close of the episode. Uh, you can check us all out online. Check out our work at commandersherald.com and take care of yourselves and love each other and don't be mean. I We need to figure out a sign-off for this whole thing, I think. 